well, are you with me? Now, maybe you think, are you with me? Are you coming to Regen? Well, some of you guys are coming, right? Are you with me in prayer? I hope that we're all with each other as a body of Christ in prayer. But are, we, are you with me is a powerful question. You know, if, if there's something kind of scary that's happening, are you with me is a question that can be asked. Knowing someone else is with you can give comfort. And today we're going to see in Psalm 23 that the Lord is with us. And so Psalm 23, just verse 4 today, we're going to read this. It says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The first thing I notice right away when I see this, this psalm, this, this verse, is the words, even though. Now, even though kind of show the psalmist is, is not saying maybe this will happen sometime. But this even though is, is this certainty. It's not a complaint, but it's a reality. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, even though I don't necessarily want to, who wants to walk through a dark valley? But even though I'm going to do it, there's this, this certainty. Now, there's different dark valleys that we have in our life. And some of the dark valleys come in different ways. Dark valleys might come through just being in a part of a fallen world. I mean, there's, there's sickness. There's disaster. There's harm to each other. There's that is the result of sin. There's also... Uh, Valleys that are because of sin. That we have sinful, if we have sinful behavior, we might be going through a consequence of a valley. There's also valleys of, of ha- that happen because people oppose those who follow Jesus. And you know, Jesus said in Luke 9.23 that we are to carry our crosses daily. We are to die to ourselves. If we're going to be a follower of Jesus... That means that we do what he says, and we don't do whatever we want to do. So there's a cost to discipleship. In in John 16, Jesus said that trouble is going to come, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So even though there's going to be darkest valleys, that we have Jesus, and he overcomes the world. You know, if you read through the book of Acts, you see a lot of times where the early church even though they were excited to follow Jesus and they were going and doing all kinds of things, they had a lot of valleys. There was a lot of opposition to the way that they were living for Jesus Christ. They were arrested. There was beatings. There was imprisonment. Even there was people that were killed for being a follower of Jesus. And throughout history, since Jesus has been on earth, for 2,000 years, there's been people in the same situations where they've had, they've been persecuted. They've been on, in trials and been arrested. They've had beatings. They've had hardships. They've been in prison and, and even had been killed for their faith in Jesus Christ. And we're going to see this week there's a, there's a day called Day of the Christian Martyr. And so we're going to watch a, a short video about... Uh, someone that uh, died a few years ago for Christ. 
Abdullahi Ahmed was a student attending an Islamic school when he came to a life-changing realization. The answer he was looking for wasn't Muhammad. It was Jesus. I was brought up to believe that Islam is in my blood, in my thinking, in my heart, and everything. But in the other way, God has a purpose and a plan for me. And despite pressure and persecution, he enrolled in a Bible college and immediately started preaching the gospel. When we received death threats, Helen would say later, we'd pray together and that would give us peace because God said he would be with us. Finally, more than two decades after putting his faith in Christ, three assassins shot him to death as he talked with another pastor in the center of Garissa. People who didn't understand their commitment to the gospel were shocked at his wife Helen's response to the murder of her husband. We have a triumphant God, and we know he's going to triumph in this situation. Long before he was murdered, Abdullahi showed that he would pay any price for his obedience to Christ. So Abdullahi is who is... Uh, one of the examples of someone that, that in their, putting their faith in Christ cost them their life. They were, he was a martyr for Jesus Christ. And, you know, dark valleys came in his life, but he didn't shy away from the dark valleys because he knew in the dark valley there was Jesus with him. You know, it says in Psalm 46, that God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present in help in trouble. And the psalmist in Psalm 46 says, And therefore we will not fear, even though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, and though the waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, even though all these bad things are happening, we know that God is ever-present that we have our refuge and strength in him. And for Abdullahi, he had his refuge and strength in him. And he is with his Savior, Jesus Christ, now. And so dark valleys are certain to come. Let me ask you, what, when we are in a dark valley, when we're entering a dark valley, what do, you, what do I tend to do? Often I feel like it's, it, we can let our anxiety about what could happen really overcome us. We can be really fearful. Because in the dark valley, especially, you know, there's lots of bad things that can happen. And in this context of Psalm 23, the shepherd is taking the sheep through a place where there is unknown. A place where there is opposition, a place where there is danger. But I will fear no evil, for you are with me, is what it says next in Psalm 23, verse 4. So, dark valleys are certain to come, and our fear vanishes when we sense the presence of our shepherd. It says, you, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You are with me. That, there is comfort knowing that, that our shepherd is with us. 
Jesus is our shepherd who, he's the God with us. We, we celebrate around Christmas time, Emmanuel, the God who's with us. He came to be with us, to guide us, to teach us, to show us how we can live and how we can have life in him alone. He wants us to be in relationship with him. And even in the dark valley, even in the hard times in life, when we sense his presence, fear goes away. Fear, when, when you look at, at Jesus, when we see him, we don't need to be afraid. You know, sometimes we don't keep our eyes on Jesus. Sometimes we're going in the dark valley and we're, we're trying to do it just trying to fend for ourselves, not realizing that our shepherd is there with us, guiding us, protecting us, being our strength and our refuge. And sometimes when we don't see, that's where fear comes in quickly. Even little babies, somehow they know about McDonald's. <laughs> and just seeing when McDonald's, the sign for McDonald's is in view, then things are good. I'm not promoting McDonald's, but this is, this is what they promoted. And so this baby is, was afraid or crying because he didn't see the good thing that he wanted or maybe needed, probably not needed, but wanted. <laughs> but we have a good shepherd that we, a lot, often we don't realize that his presence is with us. He is right there guiding us. He's right there protecting us. He's in relationship with us, and maybe sometimes we just think that's just something that we do when we, you know, once a week or once a day or something. No, but he is with us throughout the hard times, throughout the good times. He is with us. It's just sometimes we don't see him. So when we sense the shepherd's presence, then that fear vanishes. So when we're in this dark valley... When you're going through a hard time, are you looking to the shepherd? Are you sensing his presence? Are you going to others because you're afraid? Are you trying to fix things yourself? Are you trying to prepare for the worst? Or are we looking to the Lord, the maker of all? the one that has gone before us and the God who goes with us. So our fear will vanish when we keep our eyes on Jesus and sense his presence daily in relationship with him. This next part of the, the verse, it says, so even though I walk through the, the darkest valley and I will fear no evil for you are with me, it says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Well, I know, and I'm going through a hard thing, a hard time, and, and if, if Rod Kyogma is right with me, I'm feeling a lot more comforted. But I'm pretty sure that's not what the psalmist is saying here. He's, a rod is not talking about a person. A rod and a staff is, is a comfort to a shepherd because it's part of the tool of a shepherd because that... When the sheep see there's a rod and a staff, they know that the shepherd is right there. They know that the shepherd is, knows how to use his tools. 
It says in the Net Bible that a shepherd uses his implements to assure the sheep of his presence and calm their nerves. The underlying reality is the emotional stability that God provides. So God is providing stability, not just physical protection. In fact, he doesn't promise us physical protection as we see from those who have died for their faith. But he does give us emotional, emotional stability. He gives us his comfort, his peace, his joy. Because when we sense his presence, we have comfort. And so God's presence gives us comfort. He gives us his comfort. It says in Psalm 16 that you make known the path of life, talking about the Lord. You make known the path of life and you will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Because his presence gives us joy, gives us comfort, gives us what we need. Because when we go into a hard time, we go through a valley, and we're trying to do it by ourselves, it's not going to go well. Or at least we're going to be afraid, most likely. But when we know that he is with us, his rod and his staff comfort us. His presence gives us the comfort we need. His, the joy in the Lord is our strength. You know, several of our kids have learned how to ride bikes. And when, when they're learning how to ride a bike, there's some, and most parents know this, there's, there's some fear before the training wheels come off. Or actually, when the training wheels are coming off, there's some fear. Because there's, there's unknown. And even though the child sees the other kids having a lot of fun riding their bikes around, it's still an unknown. It's a scary thing. Because what if I fall? What if I get hurt? What if lots of things can happen? Because when our mind starts fearing the unknown... Even for a child, they can be overcome with fear. But when you're teaching this kid to ride the bike, they want to know. They want to know that you are right there. They want to know that you are not letting go of the seat as, the, as you're running with them. Even though when they're, they're doing fine, you don't need to hold onto the seat because they're riding the bike. But they still want to know, are you with me? But we don't need to be with them for them to, do, to succeed. But they still want to know. And that's, I think that's how we are too. I think we want to know, are you with me, Lord? Yes, he's always with us. And his presence gives us comfort. I think we should pause and think about this, who God is, his, his character, his nature. Who has he revealed himself to you? in your life, in your valley, as you've walked into hard things, how have you experienced the goodness of God? Has He revealed Himself to be sufficient in all things? To be a comforter? To be a healer? To be a friend? A provider? to be a, our rock. 
our Savior. There's, there's a lot of ways that He may have revealed Himself to you. But I think it's important that when we're in those dark valleys, when we're in the hard times, that we cling to the presence of our, of our Savior. Cling to our Shepherd. Knowing that He's right there. Let's keep our eyes on Him. And when we do that, when we get out of the darkest valley, and when we're in good times, we still cling to Him knowing that He is trustworthy. And He has what's best in mind. Otherwise, He's not going to lead us through the dark valley. Let's see how Abdueli's story finishes. Abdueli's ministry was powerful. Returning to Garissa years later, Helen was surprised to learn that Abdueli's reputation had spread. She was told that every Somali knows about his witness. His influence is still felt throughout the entire Somali Christian community. We have found Somali Christians that have been inspired by his story all over East Africa and even in Europe and the United States. On this day of the Christian martyr, we celebrate the life and ministry of men and women around the world like Abdueli. In spite of threats, persecution, and even in the face of death, they do not run away. They joyfully embrace risk and danger to share the good news of Jesus Christ. impact that Abdueli had was far more greater after he died. People in that area heard about his faith. Some people heard about his faith as he was alive and when he was talking to them and ministering with them, meeting with them, but many more heard about him because of what he stood for. And he stood for Jesus Christ and even in the face of opposition, even in the face of all the bad things and the persecution, his hope was secure in Jesus. He stood for Jesus, and not just, not just a little bit of hope, but he had joy because his eyes were on his shepherd. His eyes were focused, knowing that the comfort is there with the, his Savior. And so when, when he died, people noticed and I hope that none of us have to die for our faith. But if any of us do, and we die for our faith in Jesus Christ, we want, we want the impact to keep going, not just to, to die with us. But our impact in the way that we show people who Jesus is. The way that we show people that, that Jesus is life-giving. That Jesus brings comfort and joy. And He is the only one we can trust. And so, when, we have the, when we're going through the, the darkest valleys, when we're tempted to be afraid, when there's all kinds of evil around us, or maybe just a little bit of harm or problems, let's keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And this Jesus was the one that came and died on the cross to save you 
to save me from our sins. And Jesus lovingly did that. He wasn't, his arms weren't twisted. He wasn't trying to, he wasn't forced to die on the cross for you, for me. He did it out of love. And so when we are in the, the dark valley, when we are in the shadow of death, let's keep our eyes on Him, the one that looked at us with love and took our place on the cross. He died for our sin. And we can have life in Him when we choose to surrender our life, when we choose to put our trust in Jesus and we repent for our sins. And just like any others that have gone before us, that have died for their faith, that have been persecuted for their faith, most of the disciples died because of their faith. We don't have to back down when we face opposition, when we go into the valley. Let's not try to be the hero. Let's try to look to our Savior, our Shepherd, because His presence gives us comfort. So are you with me? That's never a question we need to ask Jesus. Are you with me? Because He is. He's with us. And maybe things aren't going the way you want them to go. But God has a purpose and a plan. And let's trust Him even in the darkest valley. And even when we walk to the darkest valley, we're in the darkest valley, let's trust in Him, keeping our eyes on Him. That we could be a witness for Him that we could trust Him, and that we'd have an impact that goes beyond our earthly lives. So pray with me. Lord Jesus, I pray for Your Spirit. I pray for Your Spirit to help us to live without fear. That Your Spirit would help us and guide us. That we'd have our comfort in You. And that our goal would not be physical security, but our goal would be relationship with you, and keeping our eyes on our shepherd, the one that we can trust, the one that we know your presence is with us, even in the hard times. Lord, I pray for those here today, or maybe those listening or watching, that are going through the dark valley, that are going through a hard time in their life, that maybe loved ones are sick or dying. Maybe, maybe people listening or here that are not doing well, going through this valley. Lord, I pray that you would help them to see and sense your presence. Lord, I pray that you would help each of us to know that you are all that we need. Pray that we would keep our eyes on eternal things. And Jesus, we pray that we would be a bold witness for you no matter what opposition comes, no matter what trials we're in, no matter if it's life is going well or not. Lord, we pray that our faith in you would be strong because we have you with us, guiding us. We pray for those around the world that are facing persecution, that are even being killed for their faith. Lord, I pray that you, you would give them strength. Give them that emotional security and that comfort. Give them joy and peace. 
Lord, and we pray that we would lift up our brothers and sisters, especially even this week as we think about the, the day of the Christian martyr. We think about all those that have gone and are gone before us. That they are a great cloud of witnesses. We trust you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen.